Hello and welcome back again uh, to Bad Choices and Bourbon. Uh, I am your host, Dan Decker. Thank you for tuning in uh, as we are broadcasting delayed from beautiful central Arkansas uh, in the United States. Uh, however, enough about that. We are here today, this afternoon, to speak to afternoon for me, evening for my good friend Ed Brewster, uh, whom I've come into contact with uh, through Twitter um, and then extended that relationship onto uh, the Discord server. And so uh, it is my pleasure to uh, have Ed here as he shares a bit of his time uh, with me um, very, very graciously. Uh, and Ed, I'm just going to go ahead and turn things over to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where things started. Uh, you know, there's generally a, a birth event involved when people <laughs> arrive on the planet. Uh, well, fully yeah. evolve, arrive on the planet. You know, you're in there for a bit, just not really giving a crap what's <laughs> going on. Uh, so go ahead and uh, uh, enlighten us, Ed. What's going on? Okay, so I was born in uh, 1982 oh. in um, a small Lincolnshire town called Scunthorpe which doesn't sound super kind of uh, exciting and glamorous. Um, I has got a very rude word in there. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I was born, which is, um, so Scunthorpe is in the north of um, a county called Lincolnshire, which is where I spent the first 18 years of my life. Uh, yeah, so I'm from a biggish family, well, by UK, like Protestant standards, I guess you could say. I've got three older brothers. And there's me and there's mum and dad. Uh, yeah, and so I grew you're up the, in a you're the babe at the end? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm still like, occasionally people say, you're the baby of the family. I go, yeah, I'm the youngest. It's like youngest, a bonus. Right. Yeah, that's uh, true. I did have to get over calling in my baby brother and just yeah. my younger brother. Because he's also um, just, he's bigger than me. So anyway, oh. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all taller than me, so. <laughs> apart from my mum and my dad who shrunk with age and mum's short anyway but um, yeah so I grew up in a really really small village um, on the river Trent uh, which was is a it's in a really rural place and Lincolnshire is like kind of really really flat you can see for miles <laughs> so um, surrounded by fields and there's a huge forest um really close to my house, which I still love going walking through now. Um, so kind of that uh, sort of gave my gave me my appreciation for green spaces in nature, really. Oh, sounds uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, as a kid, maybe I didn't appreciate it, but now I live in a big city, it's nice to go home for a, for a spell and then just appreciate, appreciate the quiet. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for 1982, so this is one of the reasons, you know, just to kind of expose a bit of my selfish motivation, um, <laughs> you know, as much as I want to share all of my friends with all the rest of my friends in the world and, um, yeah. you know, make those or, or ex you know, just connect, um, it is about finding some some form of shared experience. So uh, yeah. I have a sister, uh, my, my younger sister uh, was born September 82, so... Um, you know, I have an appreciation for your generation. Um, I was yeah. I was seven when she was born, so you know, there's a oh, okay. there's a good relatable distance between um, those age groups, and uh, and so you know, it, it's it's there's always something. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, the company that I worked for, 
uh, has a very focused uh, way of introducing new folks to the to the company, and it's always about mm-hmm. finding a shared experience. Um, because, you know, uh, if you if enough people start to say, I've been here or I've done that or, um, you know, I've seen this, then, you know, by the law of statistics, you're going to connect. Um, but yeah. the important part is, you know, having something. Uh, so yeah. those, you know, growing up in the, the, the woodland area, uh, kind of in the rural, you know, Arkansas is a very rural state here right. in the United States. Um, we have all sort of geography, too. Uh, you know, yeah. the flatlands are lower in the state where we grow rice. Uh, and then, but where I am is flatland hills. Uh, and you talk about, you know, those things that are nearby that you, you appreciate later. Um, as yeah. I moved to a slightly bigger city, uh, compared, definitely compared to the hometown just, or the birth town just down the road. Um, there's yeah. a, 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 a park nearby, Petty Jean Mountain. And, uh, um, you know, that was basically my backyard growing up. Uh, in wow. Carlton, uh, and uh, but it's a bit further away yet uh, here in Conway. Um, but we're going to visit over the over the holiday weekend. Uh, so uh, with the Fourth of July uh, treason day coming up, as uh, as it may be on on that side of the pond, um, <laughs> we're going to be. We were okay with it. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we've let it go, <laughs> and it's like Happy Treason Day. <laughs> like, it's, it's like Happy Treason Day, you filthy colonists. <laughs> it's, it's the best. I, I have a lot of love. I figure uh, you check out Canada, and it looks like we really made a mistake on this side of the line. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, so we got into some about else growing there. up there. Like, what did, what were your hobbies, or, or are there any standout moments from your your you know your memory, um, like your earliest memory that really you feel like uh, you you go back to to celebrate, or or you know anything like that in the in the um, the one to ten range that happened. Um, it's loads really. Um, the with the weather as it is right now, and we've had a lot of thunderstorms last week. Growing up where I grew up, because it's so flat, I would look look out my living room, or my parents' living, well, my living room window, whatever, um, and just being able to watch a thunderstorm for hours, and as it moves around, and you can hear the thunder, you can count between the lightning and the thunder, work out how close it is, and you realise it's getting closer, and you can see the whole sky. I think that's an abundant memory for me. Abundant memory, that makes sense. That's a clear memory for me. Um, right, abundant remember, as well, you know. It's obviously frontmost. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm definitely embiggening it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, embiggening is a perfectly cromulent word. It definitely is, yeah. Um, and I'll mention the forest again. Uh, because I, I sort of remember every time my birthday came around, I'd, I'd be like, Mum, can we have our can I have a birthday picnic in the woods? And she'd be like, no, you can't. Because <laughs> kids would be running <laughs> off. And like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, because we'd all be running off and get lost and you'd be in charge and you don't want that. <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's we're, not about to, uh, we're not about to be that responsible for all of the other children in the, <laughs> in the area. Because yeah. you would like to have, uh, you know, a wonderful adventure in the wood. Yeah. And it's wow. it's a big forest and there's a lot of nooks and crannies and places you can... Like, I got lost when I was 13 or 14 with my brothers in the forest oh, for wow. like six hours. <laughs> yeah, we got well and truly lost. Um, I, um, I have been on a few of those kinds of adventures. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, my grandparents having lived out... Uh, in an area where it was it was certainly capable of getting getting lost. Yeah. It's um yeah, it was it was a funny, funny day. 
wasn't funny at the time, but looking back, it's kind of we were trying. So in the in this big forest, which I'm waxing lyrical about now, um, there's a, a lake which is really hard to get to, and in pure Lincolnshire form, the name of the lake is Green Ho, as in green. H O. <laughs> Don't know why the ho is there. Right. Um, uh, and it's it's really hard to find. And my brother's um, directions were: you go that way, and then you kind of turn that way a bit. And that was his directions <laughs> in this huge forest. I don't even know what like acreage this forest is, but that was his level of direction. It's hardly surprising we got lost. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know those that's yeah. those are southern uh southern uh united states directions as well really? um you know you identify a common point uh you know yeah. uh, well you know old johnson farm down there once you get past that about you know i don't know minute there or two there's gonna be a road <laughs> on the right now not the first road but the second road the one without the stop sign anyway take that right down there you're gonna go on down for just a spell uh not real directions or actual yeah, yeah. Um, you know, cardinal, uh, but yeah, <laughs> and you know, and if you're from the area, you know, right where they're talking about, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> your brother's directions were a little less helpful even than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder, um, where, do you think there was any intent in that? No, it was just, <laughs> he, he's, um, well, he wouldn't want to like, be on the hook for having lost his little brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's funny, like that. I've got three older brothers, and me and Alistair, who's the one who got us lost. He's he's born in 1975 as well. Oh wow! You're born. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's. So me, I thought, yeah. I, thought I did my maths right, and you were born in 1975. Yeah. But um, um, we're we're the most alike in terms of like our priorities. We're both creative people. My other brothers are creative too, but it's more. <clears throat> they're not going to thank me for saying this, but we are definitely the more creative types, put it that way. So yeah. Alistair is an artist. He does oil painting and things like that. He's on Instagram as well. Um, Alistair Brewster Artworks, I think it is. Um, and I'm an actor and writer. So. Yeah. Um, just plugging my brother. Um, and I, and I, like I say, I'm a, I'm a writer and actor. So we're the more like creative types and we see eye to eye more so i think that's maybe he's not a practical person not that creative people are practical but he's not a practical person so i think that that influenced his direction giving was it's that way and then that way a bit right that's funny <laughs> it's more creative and abstract right yeah 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 that's we couldn't great. unfortunately uh, he couldn't paint us a picture of how to get there <laughs> <laughs> but he could have probably made it into a map if you'd added some paper right yeah totally yeah yeah well, well, my, yeah, he's, uh, he's, my sister, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Um, he's the one who got me into role-playing games when I was eight. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So what were you saying? Uh, oh, my uh, sister and I, we didn't really get along as well uh, when okay. we, uh, you know, when I was younger uh, and she was, she was, uh, you know, uh, growing up. Uh, but now um, we are incredibly close uh, and I value that relationship with her as the older yeah. sibling, oldest sibling, oldest grandchild on both sides. Um, I started oh, okay. the I started the franchise. <laughs> um, the extension but, uh, of the franchise. Yeah, I'm the original <laughs> series. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, it is it is nice. Uh, you know, I I do I don't hold any regret, but I wish that I yeah. had been more prescient. You know, as a younger person. Uh, to to care for that relationship more, yeah. um, even to the point like uh, and this is I'm, I'm, um, 
I was there uh, inadvertently. She was accidentally born at home in the middle of the oh, wow. morning, you know, around 2 a.m. And it was just myself and my mom. And I was about seven uh, then. Uh, and so like, you know, mom was like, Hey, you're going to have to get up because the baby's here. And I was like, Oh, sure. Why not? Um, and I just went and went about my bit and called the, called the ambulance and called the, we didn't have nine one one, even the emergency number at the time. We didn't even have that. You had to dial the full seven digits to, to get yeah. to the ambulance. Uh, and so I called them and I called my grandmother and let everybody know and, you know, went and yeah. grabbed a towel and such. And so, yeah, I've been there. Um, you know, we've been, we've, you know, we had that bond early and then I was like, bratty little sister. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. Total, totally Bart Simpson, right? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of hobbies do, did you entertain as a youngster or a teenager? Um, when I was a kid, um, because I had older brothers around, there's always somebody to um, bug or play with or whatever. So, I spent a lot of time with my mid-elder brother, Alistair. So we would build Lego. Um, we would create these really in-depth stories for action figures and whole countries and nations and stuff. Um, and he got me into, there's a really old D6-based RPG called Tunnels and Trolls. I don't know if you've heard of it. Hmm, I haven't. I mean, maybe I yeah, have. Because it's American. I, I, the name sounds very, uh, you know, obviously what they're going for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. It pretty much does what it says on the tin. But um, yeah, so I got into that when I was a kid. I, I did a lot of reading when I was a kid as well. I was really into Roald Dahl. Um, and I was really into ghost stories and UFO stories and stories about monsters and all the rest of it. Um, and I've sort of never grown up from that. <laughs> I'm just a bit I more of a, a, a realistic, realist skeptic. Sorry? Cool. I said I refuse to grow up. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. I just... Why should I? Uh, it sounds boring, honestly. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, um... have a, I have a framing where I tell folks that I am a... Um, but uh, I, I make a really good uh, mature human animal, but I'm a very poor adult human being. <laughs> well, like a really well-trained German shepherd or something like that. Yep. Yeah, I can do lots of really good human things, but I don't like adulting one single bit. No, I know. I know the feeling. So building Lego, that is something near and dear to my heart. I did yeah. not get to, to, to do Lego when I was a child, but uh, so of course when as you do when you get the when you get the chance, you completely vicariously overcompensate for your children. Um, and so uh, you know my kids, uh, the boys, they all have uh, more Lego, at least a college uh, education's worth of Lego. Uh, on the shelves, um, uh, cool stuff too, like the UCS ginormous Millennium Falcon, uh, which is oh, an wow. amazing set. Uh, it's mini fig scale, so it's huge. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, you know, um, I get well now it's 16 because he just got his birthday present uh, late in the yeah. mail. Uh, but 16 Optimus Primes to my my lame one when I was a kid, you know. Wow, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but the Transformers uh, you know, I mean, big. Yeah, oh, he loves Transformers. He loves the Marvel uh, stuff. He loves uh, yeah. Lego, um, and then the, you know the other kids have their interests. But um, but yeah, there's definitely a passion for that going in the Decker household. Um, so what about um, what about your you know your sci-fi interests? You, you mentioned uh, ghost stories and things like that. Yeah. Are there any particular um, franchises? I know we share uh, a passion for mm -hmm. Star Trek. That's that's pretty we? uh, well stated, <laughs> and we are actually quick plug. 
to those who listen, um, uh, Ed's on an upcoming episode of Two to Tanagra, uh, where we're going to be discussing. What episode did you did you pull from the lottery, Ed? It's Terra Nova from Enterprise. Terra Nova. Oh, where we where we have to adapt just enough of the English language to sound weird. Uh, and alien. <laughs> I, I will I will be talking about that tomorrow. Trust me. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it reminds me of the same uh, the episode in Voyager where Chakotay, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Chakotay ends up on the planet with the, uh, they try to conscript him into the fighting army. Have you seen Voyager? Um, yeah. yeah. It's not Living yeah, Witness, you know, it's something the, like that, Tribunal uh, or something no. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like glimpses and here and, and the hereafter and the soon to be. and Like, oh, yeah, yeah it's triangulant sometimes. Anyway, so what besides Star <laughs> Trek uh, interests Ed? Um, what within sci-fi or just like in general? In general, well, in in the in the genres you mentioned, you go ghost stories yeah. like ghost stories like sci-fi. You've got yeah uh, a fantasy interest, uh, obvious uh, through Dungeons and Dragons at least. Yeah, um, so sci-fi it probably was like um, as I mentioned in my <laughs> self-referencing now how pretentious, but in my in the podcast I did with uh, Michael, like a uh, Trek lad, um, like. In the UK, we have, you know, you have, you have like public holidays, like bank holidays, and there'd always be a film on it. It'd, it'd be like Wrath of Khan or Voyage Home or uh, Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back or whatever. So that was kicked off. And I think being a kid from a small small village, I was always looking outside for bigger things. I was always mm-hmm. excited by something new and different. So sci-fi kind of filled that um, fantasy kind of... Um, niche for me I guess and that desire to look outside of myself and outside of my immediate situation um yeah I think it was probably those two probably Star Wars and and Star Trek and then like various Jerry Jerry Anderson uh serials on TV Mm -hmm. um cartoons as well so cartoons like uh Bucky O'Hare really like Bucky O'Hare Defenders of the Earth which is really a big callback that's been way (sighs) My introduction <laughs> to anime, Defenders of the Earth, uh, Ed, I kid you not, are some of my earliest memories. I can place myself at a very specific place uh, in front of the television, and I wouldn't have been but three or four years old. Um, but really? those images are, oh, they're very starkly uh, uh, yeah. there. I, I remember anticipating waiting for that show. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And there, there was like the, um, I think... On BBC Two, there's like the original Battlestar Galactica, and there's also Book Rogers in the 25th Century with um, great show, great show. Book yeah. Rogers, big fan. Aaron yeah. Gray, early crush. Ooh boy. <laughs> Aaron Gray and Linda Carter. Yeah. Yeah. We did have uh, we did had crushes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Was that kind of stuff, and um, and then I was really into. Um, myths as well so like uh, there was a book from the library that my brother kept get well my brother got out and i wouldn't leave alone about greek myths and legends and i actually have a copy wow. of the book to this day which is oh, it's got just the most yeah it's got the most ravishing uh, illustrations by a number of artists um and it it obviously it kind of uh, soft served some of the aspects of the greek myths like the sex and the killing because <laughs> there's a <laughs> oh, lot of interesting in bits yeah you know, there's yeah. other books that do that for the Bible, so it's fair. 
Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't leave that book alone. And then any book about dinosaurs as well, which is something I've never grown out of, is an interest in prehistoric life and dinosaurs. So there's I, another I book that I've got the the science behind dinosaurs. Yeah. I, yeah, the it's, fact that we just keep learning more and changing what yeah. we know, it's the, it's the best example of, um, uh, you know, working the scientific method and you can just yes. see the advancement through, uh, yeah. what is it, a hundred and some odd years now of, of, of archaeology focused on dinosaurs, uh, paleontology, sorry. Yeah. Um, and one of my heroes is a British paleontologist called Mary Anning, who um, on the south coast of England, there's a county called Dorset. And she lived in a town called Lyme Regis, which is on the sea. And this was in the mid-19th century. I'm going to get hounded off the internet if I get this wrong. Um, And she would go down to the the shore in treacherous conditions and hammer out fossils in the early days of paleontology. And Mm -hmm. she had to sell them because her father was, um, he was very ill and he died later on. And she had to sell them to basically earn money for a family to live because her, her siblings were too young to do anything. And, you know, the, the rhyme, she sells seashells by the seashore is actually that's about, it, huh? that's about Mary Anning. Um, oh, that's amazing. And, yeah. Um, and because she was a woman, the uh, the royal, um, the, all the scientists basically wouldn't listen to her. She's like, her, her discoveries were not worth next to nothing unless she could get a man to present them. And she discovered so many novel species back then so yeah i'm a she's a i'm a bit of a hero worship there with mary annie the uh the patriarchy uh that covers so much of what women had to contribute to history is a goddamn shame yeah yeah um i mean i mean uh hey by the way women put us on the moon men were just the ones that went there yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know if you've seen uh, recently. You know, the real men will tell you that's the truth. Yes, exactly. In fact, so they're renaming your, them the NASA uh, your BBC did a lovely series, has done two seasons of a lovely series called 13 Minutes to the Moon um, that really gets in depth into uh, the Apollo landings. Uh, they've uh, The first uh, season covers uh, Apollo 11, and then the second season covers Apollo 13. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. look it up if you're interested in Apollo. It's Will do. a fantastic yeah. series. Yep. Cool. So, um, so uh, you uh, with the Dungeons and Dragons or the Trolls and uh, Tunnels and Trolls, uh, your yeah. brother introduced you to that. Um, now you mentioned something. I want to see if I can I can pull a thread here. I like to I like to lead to conclusions because uh, I'm a sentence finisher. That's part of this podcast is to allow me to learn to pull back from that. So (laughs) let me think about this. You got tunnels and trolls, dungeons and dragons, um, and and obviously the role playing uh, bit of that, the the play acting bit of that. And you mentioned you are in theater. So tell me a little bit about what's up with theater. What do you, are you uh, amateur? Are you, is that your day job? Tell me. No, I'm I'm an amateur. Um, I did a bit at school, um, at primary school and in uh, what you'd call high school, secondary school. Um, Mm -hmm. and then kind of just left it to one side and carried on with like academic subjects and then about 11 or 12 years ago when I moved back to Birmingham I lived with my parents for three years just to sort a few things out and I moved back to Birmingham and a lot of my friends had moved on so I didn't know many people so a friend suggested I join this theatre company for um, 
the LGBTQ community called Acting Out, which I've oh, again I've mentioned before. Yeah, um, and so I've been a member of of Acting Out for eleven. Oh God, it must be eleven, twelve years, and been in loads of different things with them. I've written sketches for them. Um, I directed our first Shakespeare production, which was Romeo and Juliet, which is kind of its universal themes of forbidden love, which makes a lot of sense to the LGBTQ community. Right. Um, so I had two two women playing Romeo and Juliet. Um, um, yeah, so just loads of stuff, really, uh, with acting out. They're my, <clears throat> my go-to, but um, because somebody saw me acting with acting out, they suggested I join another theatre group called the Crescent Theatre Company, which is based in the Crescent Theatre in Birmingham, which is kind of, in terms of the theatre itself, it's semi-professional, but the actors are all amateurs. We're not getting paid for it. But right. through them, I've, I've done um, Julius Caesar, Henry V, The Crucible, and Grim Tales, uh, which is children's <laughs> theatre. So, yeah, it's, it's all that kind of stuff that it, um, it ignited so, a passion in me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like. Um, uh, and, and something, again, you know, we share... Uh, you and I directly, Ed, uh, I did, uh, we didn't have a program until you got to high school, what would okay. be our ninth year, ninth grade. Um, and so I got involved late in the, what was our second semester. So the spring half of the year, I got involved with uh, the theater group in, in school. Uh, we, we were a, a thespian troupe, which is an organized, uh, yeah. um, an organization here in the States, you know, choose to participate but we were troop 3131 okay and uh, uh my senior year i was the president of the group it was pretty pretty good uh uh you know feather in my cap from for myself um and then it was one of my areas of study at college at university uh, which i lived about six blocks down the street from uh, I call it my alma mater, though I never graduated. Uh, but <laughs> that in, that led uh, a work study program through the theater. There led to oh, wow. uh, uh, you know putting together a, a, a design lab using computers and CAD software that that basically started my IT career. So didn't oh, end up wow, doing okay. anything professional with theater. Uh, I have picked up a couple of bits here and there as hobby. Uh, my son yeah. got into. Um, you know, community theater and got a couple of parts and some shows. And so I, I got back into my stagecraft and helped with sets and lights and sounds and so on and so yeah. forth. Because that's really where I, I, I was technical theater. Um, it wasn't much about the stage. Uh, but it did lead uh, my acting class uh, uh, in uh, my acting two class did lead to an opportunity for us to have a, um, a small group, 15 of us in class uh, with Edward James almost uh, there uh, in the yeah, right. It was around 97, 98, 98. Okay. 1998. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I had uh, almost for an hour just delivering questions and answers to uh, us group as an acting class that's, in the middle of wee little Arkansas, yeah. Wow, okay. One of my favorite so, things, man, yeah. So he came to Arkansas. I still haven't gotten him to reach back out to me on Twitter, but hey, you know, EJO, buddy. <laughs> All nothing but love, all respect. I'm going through a Battlestar rewatch with uh, uh, my son right now, and holy balls, is Bill Adama not one of the greatest? Um, yeah, it's, it's um, one of the best and shows. delivered with perfection. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to you, Ed. This is about you. 
Um, but I love that we have, I mean, we, we're cultivating these. I love that we can just, um, you know, reminisce together about these wonderful, yeah. uh, these, these highlights, you know? Yeah, definitely. I agree. So what keeps you busy now? What do you do? Um, well, we're in lockdown, obviously, over here. So um, Smart. I work for a bank. And what I'm doing in my spare time is far too much time on Twitter with you guys because it's just been a revelation <laughs> trying to so many different people over and being on people's podcasts and stuff like that. Um, it's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. It is so much fun, yeah. Um, I'm also sort of uh, thinking about my housemate, Lars. Is um, He does uh, video editing and writing and acting and, and loads of different stuff himself. So we're thinking about projects together. Um, just quick little two and a half minute things for experience for us and also just to put it out on YouTube. It's so easy to stick stuff up on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm sort of writing a film, but it's taken its sweet time to get out of my fingers and onto the keyboard, if you know that feeling. I do know that it's feeling. In, it's, it's in my brain and now I just have to get it from my brain into my fingers and my fingers onto the keyboard and into the computer. Um, but there it's, may be a top 10 list uh, for Trek Lad somewhere in my head if I ever get around to writing it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so early on in lockdown, I kind of, me and my housemate were self isolating because we were both symptomatic. And I just sort of like popped into my head, being again my childhood interest in ghosts and the paranormal and all that malarkey. Um, I thought, what would, it, what would it be like if you were self-isolating and, and quarantined in a haunted house and then that kind of spun through some various ideas about how that would look and how that would feel and what approach i'd do uh, approach i'd take with it um so that's kind of slowly being written in my head and eventually be written down uh on the computer for us to film it because i'll film it in my house so oh that's pretty great yeah i like the idea of it now is that something Thanks. you've got experience with filmmaking or short filmmaking or what no, <laughs> that's probably why it's taking so long. Um, well, you know, hey, uh, everything starts somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, for um, for acting outs, we had a Halloween uh, review a few year, a couple of years ago. So loads of people wrote different sketches, and um, I had the idea of, of filming a comedy sketch based on a woman who wants to marry a ghost, which is the uh, it's a, a thing called necrogamy where you get married to a dead person, which apparently in France is still actually legal. It's still on the books. Whoa. Yeah, so in France, I became a mini-expert, kind of mild expert on this. It dates back to, I believe, World War One, when uh, men would go, off, would go off to fight and, and women could marry them almost like in theory, but they could marry them after they died so that women could say they were, they're married to their sweethearts who went off to war and died so in a way it's romantic and also practical so they are married they're, they're yeah. yeah they just they just got the order wrong they did it after the husband died but in some cultures it's still where they venerate the dead and their worship ancestors to a certain extent they still you know there's still an active conversation with the dead and that's kind of part of it as well so it's not just this weird self-delusional act is actually quite a sweet um religious act in some ways as well oh wow That's so yeah i wrote a sketch based on point. that yeah so I, I wrote a sketch based on that but ours was a, like pure comedy and she was delusional <laughs> oh wow but, um, yeah I'll, 
it was part of it was written in um, in local dialect, which is quite tricky for the non-West Midlands of the UK person to understand. Some of the humour comes from that, but I think it I think it stacks up. I think it holds up. That's very cool. Thanks. And um, now, so let's see. You've got that going on. What's the so you work at a bank, and, and you guys are mm-hmm. currently. Uh, so you don't have to go to work right now. You're you're staying yeah. home pretty much uh, only out for essentials. Uh, no, no. Um, during... I'm a I'm a key worker. So in the UK, we have people who are key workers, like doctors, nurses, and financial and services. Bank, bank. Yeah. So people have to be able to access their funds and and do do that kind of thing. So I'm going to work, but I'm doing. We're on reduced hours. We work 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. So, so do you go to the office? Yeah, still go into the bank. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, we're open back here. Uh, we've been open for a while, and so I've been going uh, in to work for. I think we're on. Uh, we'll be on week six. But uh, as a, as I've told you, I uh, started a stretch of at home slash days off work. Ah, okay. Uh, until the the sixth. So uh, I'll go back to I'll go back to the uh, fray on the sixth. Um, right. And uh, you know, so I'm enjoying that. It's giving me an opportunity here. Uh, to get this going, get the visit with you guys, um, and yeah. uh, uh, just really, uh, what a wonderful um, experience uh, it is having uh, you on the show, uh, Ed. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yes. What, what do you What do you like to do with that? So um, we have our main game, which means some friends from university um, play. My um, friends, Mikey's the DM, and there's Laura, who's uh, Mikey's wife. And then Holly and Ben, and I've known Holly for like half my life, and her husband Ben. And so there's the four of us playing. That's kind of on hiatus right now because we can't go around to each other's houses. We all live quite close to each other. Um, but we are playing a couple of us, well, four of us are playing via Skype. I've got another game on a Monday night with my best mate from school and his friends in Dundee in Scotland. Um, I'm never off the beyond D&D Beyond website because it's so easy to build oh, right. characters on there. I have a bit of a concept. I know I'll do that. Oh, no, I have to buy more content. Okay, I'll buy some more content. It's only like £4. That's fine. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, I, I follow this, uh, this uh, show or this uh, channel on YouTube called Building Character. Uh, and, oh, really? Uh, Tuwak the Barbarian goes through and builds... Um, uh, he goes through and builds uh, characters based on... Um, fictional characters like, you know, Aang, uh, the Avatar, oh, right. or Ahsoka Tano, or things like that. Um, yeah, oh, it's cool. a really great channel to follow on uh, YouTube. He's built nice. Obi-Wan, he's built Marvel Heroes, um, and just really fantastic stuff. He, he has to use some unearth, uh, unearthed arcana for some of it, but um, it's, yeah. you know, just watching the videos alone and seeing uh, the creative way he puts together, uh, like his build for Maleficent is just incredible. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll have to yeah. look at that. Do you like the Barbarian on uh, Building Character on YouTube? Brilliant. I'll have a look for that. That sounds really cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, D&D Beyond is a big part of what I do. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, I have a couple of games. Um, obviously, uh, a bit of it's been remote lately. Uh, but also, yeah. you know, um, here as the restrictions have eased, uh, I've been able to get to uh, an in-person game from time to time uh, with with both my with both my groups, uh, which it's also nice to have a couple groups going, as you can say. 
Um, yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, what we're what we're building. You know, no spoilers yeah. here. We're not gonna uh, delve too much <laughs> into it because we're still we're still putting putting the bits yeah. in the stew, right? Definitely. I mean, if it works, I know you like. There's so many podcasts going around our, our little group of mates. Uh, well, it's not little. Our building, budding group of friends on on Twitter through Star Trek. But there's so many. You know, this could be another podcast, Dan. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think it could be. Um, you know, especially uh, you know if we run a group through uh, and we get a practice uh, uh, run under our belt, and then we come back maybe with that same group, just run it again, but maybe it goes differently. Um, yeah. And you know, and, and that way we've got uh, it's still relatively new. Uh, to keep it exciting and, you know, but we can get the squeaks worked out since we're building something a little custom. Uh, there's going to be yeah. some, uh, you know, we got to put some, uh, uh, wrenches to it to, to make sure we tighten it up. Right. Excellent. I can't wait for it. I'm, 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 really I'm so excited. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you, uh, are there any other, uh, are there any other interests or things that you like to do? You have a housemate. Uh, do you have a partner? Uh, no, I am uh, single. Um, I was uh, engaged last year, but um, that didn't work out. Um, so I'm kind of doing the old cliche of taking some time for me. <laughs> that was a good um, time to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sort of taking a cue from my, my good mate Al, who has always sort of maintained that um, if you can't approach a funny relationship like it's a, a tick box for success in life. It's got to be natural and organic and that's kind of the viewpoint I'm taking I'm taking it easy and I'm not getting too worried about it and if it happens it happens and when it happens it'll happen you know that's a really good approach because it's um you know don't put that pressure on yourself yeah Uh, you define your your uh state of happiness and you define your level of success um yeah and um you know bollocks to anyone who wants to tell you otherwise uh yeah is the way I see it but I can tell you from some experience, it's better that it 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 did the way it did. I think long term for your overall health, uh, if you allow me to pontificate just a bit, <laughs> to, to get cool. to get to get over it from the uh, from the engagement rather than um, you know post ceremony. It's there's a lot more entanglement <laughs> uh, involved yeah. when you've already signed the papers and slid off uh, slid on the <laughs> yeah. rings. There, you know, it's a little more a little more egregious. Yeah, no. I um. He he lives. He actually lives in America. So, um, as mad as it sounds, we never actually physically met, but we spent hours and hours on Facetime. Like one of our Facetimes was nine hours. Nine hours long. I, so we I put empathize with that. I spent. I, yeah. You know, back in the back in the olden days when phones had cords and stuff, uh, <laughs> I spent hours on the phone with. Uh, uh, love interests, uh, you know, uh, all across uh, an age range, <laughs> and including yeah. uh, when I, you know, the the first couple of times that I talked on the phone with who, uh, you know, Trish, uh, we, uh, um, you know, we spent hours on the phone, and the the whole cliche of no evening, no evening, no evening, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, real life, man. It's it, yeah, that's I think it's a beautiful experience. Um, yeah. And these days. You can't qualify a relationship by a physical presence, or you and I wouldn't no. be having this conversation. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> That's a really good right? point, Dan. Um, you know, and so, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, 
how far are you from London? Not that I know the geography. I just want to know how long it takes you to get to London. So to London, um, by train, it's about an hour and 40 minutes. So something not like that. the worst trip, but not something you, no. you, you would just up and do. Um, no, but it's not like where I used to live with my parents, that's further north. So that's like a four hour trip, at least to London, gotcha. whereas here it's like less than two hours easily. So that's quite nice to be, you know, I can be in the center of London in two hours. To in that amount of time. Sorry? I said there isn't anywhere interesting that I can get to in that amount of time. Oh, from where you are? Yeah, it takes about takes about three hours, uh, two and a half hours to get to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, which is the next okay. real big point of interest. Uh, I mean, there's there's some state parks here and there that would be nice to go to, but nothing like you would say, oh, yeah, everybody should go to that place. Um, yeah. Like St. Louis is about six hours and so on, so it's a pretty good bit to get there. Uh, yeah. But the reason my, my, my motivations are selfish again, <coughs> excuse me, um, and so much that uh, if everything will settle itself down, uh, I'll be in London next spring with my two oldest boys. Uh, so, you know, I was wondering if, um, if, if it happens, I'm trying to put together what would be uh, eventually probably uh, basically a, a convention <laughs> by the time wow. if I get everyone there that I want, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, Rashid, of course, the Trek lad, uh, several other folks, uh, hopefully, uh, will be able to, to, uh, meet with me there. Um, you know, uh, and so I would, I would be honored if you would make that, uh, uh on the agenda, uh, if that's something we're able to actually see the, see the fruition of there. That would be, I, I was getting so excited hearing you talk about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to meet Dan. I'm going to meet Trek Lad. I'm going to meet Mother. Uh, and I was like, yeah, getting super excited. That would be really cool. To, to, I mean, as much as we're talking about, you know, virtual relationships, at the same time, there's no replacement for being in the same room as somebody you've spoken to remotely. Just to have that, oh, my God, you're real. Even though you know yeah, you're exactly. real. But to yeah. have that tangible well, confirmation. Well, if I could get everyone that I would like, it would be a pretty good bit of uh, folks yeah. having a good time. Um, I'm I'm putting low low key pressure on uh, uh, you know hen in a hat, uh, Linda uh, and uh, Sean Ferrick. <laughs> so yes, so, but, I was thinking you know, Sean too. If I could cover the expenses, I totally would. I might still find a way to do it if I can pull it off. <laughs> um, just to get them there because it's a little bit further of a, of a trip for them. And I appreciate that. But, um, you know, I am also, like I said, I'm, I'm a little selfish in, um, uh, the fact yeah. that I would really like to, to meet as many of you all as possible while there. Um, even, even though, you know, it's only going to be for a bit and I'll be split between there and Paris. Uh, it's part of a school trip. Wow. So we're really excited. Um, and, That's you know, fingers crossed all the, all the bit that it still is a, a possibility in the spring. So, um, but well, yeah. fantastic. Ed. That would be a great time, uh, to, get, be to, awesome. to get the, you know, we could spin up a game, uh, nerds oh, always yeah. travel with their dice. Right. Uh, so we yeah. can definitely get that going, um, and, and just roll out a, roll out a, a an adventure real quick. <laughs> <laughs> a little you know, one over, shot. Take yeah. over a couple of pubs or something, do a little bit of a pub fall. You never know. Oh, mate. I mean, with, there's so many like D and D places around. There's there's like two or three places in Birmingham alone that I can think of that would host a game very easily. Um, 
So um, in London, it'll be crawling with places that you could sit and colonise for a game. Or if you just want to like pub crawl with it, do, we'll do it. We'll pub yeah. crawl around Camden or Ke- uh, Kensington or Walthamstow even, which is a bit further out, but still loads of cool places to go. Well, fantastic. So, Ed, um, we're here towards uh, the closing uh, point of the show. Unfortunately, uh, oh, man. things like this do have to end. I know it's um, yeah. it's a sad state of the you know linear nature of time. <laughs> Neither one of us that I'm aware of are wormhole aliens uh, or prophets uh, uh, from the celestial temple, uh, or nor are we the emissary or the Cisco. So. Uh, no, bound by the bound by the cursed rules of the reality <laughs> in which we live. Goddamn um, linear time and entropy. Yeah, uh, curse you. Linear time. <laughs> be so much more fun if I could manipulate those boundaries. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to make sure there is a. Is there anything else you want to plug? Something you want to? I heard you got a couple of uh, appearances on an upcoming podcast. This will be going out um, uh, a week from yesterday, uh, which puts it uh, somewhere around the thirtieth. Of, uh, it's next Thursday, uh, the third, yeah. I believe, of uh, uh, July. Uh, so, if there's yeah. anything between then and now, or coming up after that, you want to get out there, let me know. We'll do. Um, obviously, there's two to two to Tanagra tomorrow. Two for Tanagra. I'll get That's the proposition wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah. yeah, which will be great fun. Um, and beyond the usual plugging of my Instagram, which is the same as my Twitter handle, which is uh, Ed Bruce D. Brewster with an IE, um, then my brother's artwork, which is Alistair Brewster Artworks, which I'll um, I'll share with you somehow. But yeah, nothing immediately apart from our fantastic podcast tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that record as well. Um, Me you too. Know, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to um, we're going to work a couple of uh, interesting uh, format changes. I think kind of uh, uh, reorganize the way we we. Uh, uh, put the show together uh and uh so you get to be uh maybe a guinea pig in that. Uh, but i know that uh, i know you're up to the task uh, we're not going to throw you any first thoughts nice one thank you oh absolutely well uh ed we'll see you uh you know i'll curse again the, the also the relative nature of time and space uh, <laughs> but uh it'll matter not to the listeners but we're going to see each other here in uh, uh just a bit along with our friends on Discord to set up the thing that we're setting up. Awesome. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Ed. Thanks again so much, and thank you, dear listeners, uh, dear readers. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Decker, uh, uh, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter, um, uh, though you probably already know that if you found this podcast. Uh, I hope uh, <laughs> that we will earn your ears again uh, next week uh, when we visit with Uh, Yet another one of my amazing friends. Um, And uh, thank you for your time on uh, Bad Choices and Bourbon.